On September 16, 2014, Governor Jerry Brown signed into law the Sustainable Groundwater Management Act, also known as SIGMA. SIGMA requires governments and water agencies of high and medium priority basins to halt overdraft and bring groundwater basins into balanced levels of pumping and recharge. Under SIGMA, these basins should reach sustainability within 20 years of implementing their sustainability plans. For critically overdraft basins, that would be 2040. For the remaining high and medium priority basins, 2042 is the deadline. Don Wright is a publisher of WaterRights.net, which is the only ag water reporting service in the Valley. That's WaterRights, W-R-I-G-H-T-S dot net. Well, Don, welcome to the California Ag Today podcast. Oh, my pleasure, Patrick. It's always a, a fun time to see you, and I enjoy uh, getting to talk with you. Well, Don, you had a recent meeting, a Sigma meeting at Fresno State. It was packed with growers and other stakeholders in the industry with a good panel. Why do you think it was so packed? I think that Sigma is an overwhelming concept for most people because it's an overwhelmingly poorly written law. However, you show anybody more creative than a farmer trying to get water. Hopefully, people left with hope that there are others looking out for solutions. How can we blunt the impacts? the intended consequences and the unintended consequences that come from legislation like this. I think we made a step in that direction today. Well, Don, you had quite a group on that panel who spoke, and they they were farmers, a water attorney, engineers, along with an agronomist, and they really had a lot to say. It was, a, it was the super group. Uh, Chris Johnson, a hydrogeologist. We had Keith Hennessy from GAR, uh, Tatelian. He was an agronomist. Um, Ron Samwellian. Provost and Pritchard Engineering. All of these people are intimately involved in how the, the junction between water being delivered, water going to the plants, and harvest taking place. We did get a lot of questions answered, uh, but more importantly, we started defining, I think, the questions that need to be asked. Yeah. And often that's the most important step yeah. first. You know, Don, there, there were some provocative conversations at the meeting. You know, Laura Lane from Baker, Manick, and Jensen suggested that farmers put a meter on their wells now. Metering your well and your pumps, that's a double-edged sword. For one, it's like putting a GPS on, the, on your vehicle for the government to follow you around. You don't want that. You don't want the government necessarily to know how much water you're using. But on the other side, if you keep that information private, once, once Sigma starts being implemented and you can prove that you've used X amount of water, this is your average cost per acre uh, 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 deliveries. And another thing to consider, if you're in a, if you're in an area that gets surface deliveries, uh, how much does the surface deliveries impact your pumping? That's a great combination to have. We get enough of that and we'll show the folks that the reason we have a need to repair the, the groundwater, the aquifer, is because of the, the cutoffs from the deliveries. Exactly. It's not because plants are suddenly drinking more water or farmers are wasting, for most folks, there's not going to be a a silver bullet that's going to save them much more than maybe 5%. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, if you're a really sloppy irrigator, uh, you're going to be, you're losing right now and you're really going to lose under Sigma. But even for them, there are ways now. The service providers, the product manufacturers and, and designers are starting to look at Sigma. I mean, come to Fresno State's wet center. That's a great example. It is, how can we keep farmers farming? And I know when you're out there, you're by yourself, you're feeling alone, your back's against the wall. There's actually people looking out for you. It's not the government, though. And I would like to reiterate something that that was pointed out. The people that are 
populating the GSA boards, the Groundwater Sustainability Agency boards, they're not the enemy. They're guys just like you and I, men and women like us. They have a stake at it. They're not the ones that, that is trying to implement cutting off your water. They're the ones that have to deal at the ground, at the boots on the ground level with a poorly written law. There's plenty of room for blame, and, and 99% of it goes to Sacramento. Well, Don, due to that biological opinion, there's more and more water going out to the ocean. And that's something that can't continue if we want to keep farmers in business with Sigma. I've been told, and I, I'm, not a, uh, I'm not an engineer, I'm not a hydrologist, but I've been told that at the completion of our current storage system and water infrastructure in California, we should be able to weather a five-year drought without any severe problems. However, when you keep sending more and more water out to sea with no use, uh, I, I don't buy that the Delta needs this fresh water flow. Before there were dams, it salted up quite often. And we had droughts before there was a rumor of climate change and the hysteria over that. We've had wildfires. We've had um, all the things that we're having today. Only thing different now is the government's trying to come in and certain interest groups are trying to come in and regulate it. That's an impossible task. And so the best thing we can do, though, is to continue farming, putting food into children. It's a righteous calling, and and I, I feel bad for the people that don't understand this. I feel bad for the people that are fighting to against this poor legislation. Um, you know, there's the, the what they call the white areas under Sigma. These are undistricted areas. They did not get flow. Some of those areas, and they sell cheaper because they don't have the surface water delivery. There's been institutional investors that have come in and purchased large amounts and sunk wells into these areas and has have caused a lot of the problems that are taking place on these in these local areas because they're not they're not being the good stewards that the family farmer is i'm not trying to cast dispersion on them and i'm not naming names but there is room to tighten up in some practices and sigma is certainly going to you know either open their eyes or they're going to be out of business well, Don, these so-called white areas, I would think they'd be most at risk during Sigma because they do not get any surface flows. You know, we have a flood time every year. Even during drought, we have a flood time. There is that window mm-hmm. when whatever water is up there, snowpack melts, mm-hmm. yep. and it comes in a big bunch all at once. If our infrastructure can be enhanced, because remember, we haven't had any infrastructure, major water infrastructure since the 60s, mm. when the population was half the size of this right. state, um, if that infrastructure can be enhanced to deliver that water to these white areas, there's a chance for them to partake of this too. Because right now, throwing it out to sea isn't a good option. It just isn't. I mean, a certain amount, yes, we have to maintain. But again, under a state of uh, the wild state, the delta was nine times bigger than it is now. It's 90% of the delta is gone. It's not there anymore. Um, that in itself is a is a, a big problem. It's got developed. Ninety percent of the delta wetlands are gone, and the biggest predator up there is striped bass. Striped bass is not a native fish to California. There's a company called Fish Bio out of Chico. They have a uh, some studies that show ninety percent of the juvenile sm- salmon are eaten by predators before they get out of the delta into the Carcana Straits out through the bay into the Pacific Ocean. That's not farmers doing that. Now, why isn't there a limit on striped bass? Uh, it, makes, it makes a lot of people money. The fishing game make money off of this. Is If we didn't have a delta flows, would the industries and the municipalities around the, the San Francisco Bay be able to 
release their waste discharge at the at the level of treatment it is now, or would they have to up that? I don't know. I don't know the answers to all these things. I just asking questions, and that's what today was about, asking questions. Well, you can find out more about Don Wright and his writing at waterrights.net. Again, that's waterrights.net, and rights is spelled W-R-I-G-H-T-S. Thanks for being with us today on the California Ag Today podcast. My pleasure. Anytime. I, I appreciate the opportunity to get the word out.